you know, being successful at anything, no matter what, over time, it's all about showing up consistently. It's about consistent effort mm-hmm. and consistently focusing on the details. Yeah. And most people don't want to hear that. They want to be successful overnight. They want to lose 30 pounds in a week. They so want to great. make a million dollars by 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Say, well, none of that happens to 99.99999% of people. It's all about learning to be consistent in your effort, in your habits, in your details, creating routines. Like those are ways that anyone can instantly be more successful yep. if they mindfully approach those things. And it's hard to stay consistent with those, um, which is where like somebody like me working with you, like I'm able to hold your feet to the fire. Uh, 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 so feel me when I bring it, sing it loud. I'm from the loop and I'm proud. Run a for the cause. I'm right. Hi guys. It's your girl, Nakama, your favorite Jew from the loo. Welcome back to my podcast. So tonight, I'm super excited because we are finally here with a very special guest that everyone's been asking me how we know each other, and it's my life coach, Jeff Lavecchio. Say hi. What up? Excited (laughs) to be here. Thank you. So we're just going to flow, and we're going to talk a little bit about your story and then also just our coaching relationship because honestly, it's been so impactful in my life, and I'm kind of glad that this podcast episode had to get redone. Because now we have so much more to talk about. A lot more, actually. A lot, a more. lot more from when we first recorded. So it's actually yeah. perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Everything works out for a reason. Exactly. Okay. So let's just dive right into it. And if you can just let the listeners know a little bit about you, who you are, and yeah, what you so, do. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Jeff Lavecchio, 38 years old. Virgo. No, just, <laughs> just kidding. He is a Virgo. <laughs> um, but I am 38 years old from St. Louis. Um, currently a uh, performance enhancement coach. Uh, I work with a lot of professional athletes, a lot of collegiate athletes, um, and junior hockey players. Uh, and then I do have online training where I train, you know, thousands of hockey players a year, all online. Um, and other non-athletes too. And other non-athletes. And that's growing every you know day by day that's growing and that's a goal of mine honestly is to cross yeah. over into to training gen pop uh in a smarter and harder way the same way i do with my athletes with the same results that i get my athletes so um before that i played professional hockey for 10 years uh and i went to western michigan university for three years before signing with the boston bruins in the nhl uh where i studied exercise science that's awesome oh yeah and then you also had a whole career over in europe Oh, yeah. So that was part of my career. So I played 10 years professionally. I played uh, three years in the U.S. professionally or maybe four. I think it was four and then six years um, overseas. I played in Italy, Norway, Austria, Norway, Japan, Japan, Austria. Yeah. So I got to see a lot of the world and mm-hmm. it it shaped uh, the way that – the way that I approach life, it shaped the way that uh, my perspective on the world, it shaped the way I coach. Um it was actually a, a pretty big bad situation with my injury and having to go play in Europe, which was, I mean, I loved it and it was awesome, but I didn't expect that uh, when I started my career. Um, but a lot of great things came from that experience. So, yeah. I mean, honestly, you can find the silver lining to any situation. I mean, you, sh- you should. Why wouldn't you? Right. <laughs> That's the goal. So, to dive backwards, so I'm 27, but we unofficially met when I was 21. I had never walked into a gym before. I never thought I would. And my really good friend, Marissa, shout out to you. We uh, 
decided we wanted to get healthier. And because of her, we walked into the gym together at Club Fitness out in the valley, which RIP. It's no longer in existence. House of Pain is there though, which is yeah, amazing. I went there last night. Yeah. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's way better than Club Fitness was. Well, yeah. And the owner of House of Pain, Joe, the absolute man. Yeah. Guy is, I owe a lot to him. He stayed open. He put his face on TV, on the news with his name and his business and everything during the beginning of COVID yeah. and said, I will not close my gym. Do whatever you want. I will not close the gym. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, literally allowed me to like realize, oh, I can do the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I owe a lot to him. And my business changed because of COVID. Every, my life changed because of COVID. It did. Um, so, but him doing that was a step in that process and allowed me to kind of do some things. And, and it, uh, I owe a lot to him. So I'm always, always uh, a big proponent of people going to house paintings. Joe's the man. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But back in the day, when it was just when club, it was club, and we had yeah. a good time there. It you was, know. you know, honestly, at the time, it's what I needed because I can't see twenty-one-year-old me walking into House of Pain. Yeah, no, there's no chance could have done that. No, no, for sure. Yeah, but back then, absolutely not. Right. It was like five minutes from my first job out of college, and we used to go during our lunch breaks. And it was a really great vibe. There were some really good people there. And I used to go during my lunch break, and that was a similar time to when you went. And anyone who goes to the gym, you know how it is. Most of the time, you don't know really anyone, but you know faces, yeah. right? Because people's schedules kind of line up. And the next thing you know, there's almost like this unspoken community where you're like, hey, I wonder where the guy where the hat is. He's not here today. He's always here at 11, you know? Right, right. And so I used to make up stories about everyone at the gym. I could not have been more wrong about you. <laughs> what was the story? I was like, he's a foreigner. <laughs> and I was like, he's a businessman. And that's why he's here sometimes. And that's why he's not, because I'm sure he's traveling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I own business, so I guess. Yeah, but I thought you were more like corporate. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Anything but. No, totally <laughs> not. from it. But, you know, you're also like the gym mayor. You were so friendly with everybody there. And I remember I finally was there often enough that you, I guess, were just like, hey, I'm going to say hi and just introduce myself, which is so nice. But he didn't know my background. I had grown up super religious, totally orthodox, um, and I just really never talked to guys before. And honestly, I was very, very shy, but debilitatingly so. Mm -hmm. And so when you came over, you literally didn't do anything wrong. You were just like, Hi, that was it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like, look down. My face was in a panic. I don't know what face I made, but I know that I speak with my face. So for sure, I did something rude. And I remember looking up, you made a face because I must have like insulted you. And then you walked away. And as you were walking away, I was like, in my head, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's not you. <laughs> it's me. Oh, I don't. I'm awkward. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean. I, I I remember seeing you there because you were dressed differently than everybody else. Back honestly. in the day, I used to dress like very religiously, like covered my elbows and like collarbone. Used yeah. to wear skirts, right? Of like on top of my leggings or pants that yeah. were like four inches below my knee. Yeah. So yeah. clearly, yeah. I didn't like you fit did in. not look like anybody else in there. So no. I, and I could tell, you know, I, I like 
I watch people's body language. Like I look, I also like, I'm always like analyzing how people move. So mm -hmm. like I'm just everywhere, everywhere I go, if I'm in a room, I'm like watching how different people move. And then I'm like, why do they move that way? What's going on with their foot or their ankle or their hip or their neck? So like, I'm just always watching people. Cause I'm always like thinking like, Oh, how could I, what would I do? What would I work with them on? You know, yeah. things like that. And obviously I remember seeing you there multiple times dressed a lot differently and Eyes always buried in the ground, like always. Like, it was my down. worst fear yeah. that like some gym bro would come over to me, and I was like, "What am I supposed to do? Flirt? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what to do." Yeah, you could tell that you didn't have a lot of self confidence. You know? Yeah, well, it's weird because I did and I didn't. If that makes to me, sense. that means you didn't. Okay, like if if it's a if it's maybe I did or sometimes I did, that means you don't. I think my alter ego did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 probably. Yeah, but but you were also kind of your alter ego. Sometimes, like lied to you a little bit, like told you a story of yeah. of where you were at, and maybe you weren't actually as far along as you thought. That's very or, good or, way or to put something it. like that, you know. Um, and I can only say that now because you know I've been working with you for almost two years, so I've seen like the transformation. The, I mean, just the the. The elevation, mm -hmm. you it know, blossomed in in so many different areas of your life, and it's it's been really cool to to see that, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then look back and be like, oh yeah, I remember seeing you at Club Fitness there, and like the difference in everything, you know. So if y'all are wondering how we went from that situation to over here, there's a few more like pieces to this puzzle. So what happened is normally if you have an awkward like meeting with someone like that. It usually just kind of fizzles out and you're just like, okay, whatever. You brush it off, you move on. Those two people usually never reconnect again unless it's meant to be. And so what happened was I was helping out the own, like one of the head trainers, Nick, at the time. We Their dynamic fitness and club fitness got into like a little tiff and this was right before COVID. And so all the trainers were no longer allowed to train at the facility anymore. I could go there as a member, but on the days when I met my trainer, we had to go somewhere else. And Elite Football Performance Academy opened up their doors and allowed the trainers and the clients train there. And so we went into the facility and I saw you again, but like almost in a different setting. So I feel like there's almost that moment where when you see someone in another setting, there becomes that familiarity. You become a little bit more comfortable with them. And so I saw you training a bunch of your hockey players because the hockey rink at Maryville wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And so you were temporarily there as well. Yep. And also, if you hadn't been there, you may never have met Tony. Correct. Which is just crazy because he's one of your best friends. Yes. So full circle. Wild. But um, what happened was we kind of got to that point where we at least were acknowledging each other with a smile. I was like confident enough to at least be like, that was that was really great for me. Yeah. At that point, yeah. that was it. Right. And then what happened was I got injured because I did uh, – I usually don't like doing gr group fitness classes because I get very competitive. I lose my form and then that's when I make stupid mistakes. I injured myself and unfortunately it was one that kind of triggered something that was like genetic and then I wasn't able to like walk it off. And so Tony was right there and everyone there, all the trainers were like, he's such a great guy. You should go see him. He's the best. And he's not so expensive because he was just new, right. you know, right out of school. Right. Now y'all can't afford him. <laughs> um, but you can. He has different he has different packages. But so basically what happened was I ended up going to see Tony and he thought he would see me for a month. It'd be one and done. 
four years later, I go once a week for the past four years. Amazing. Yeah. Because honestly, everyone says about chiropractors, once you go, you can't stop, which is why I never wanted to start. But what they don't tell you is like therapy, and once you go, you realize the benefit. Well, so Tony, to call Tony a chiropractor is is uh, a gross undersell of actually what he does because he's a physical therapist. He's a chiropractor. He has a CSCS, the highest level of certification you have to mm-hmm. be a strength coach or trainer. Um, and he attacks every problem from multiple angles. Right. Um, with the most cutting edge, new, new school of thought, new systems, new approach, everything. Yeah. Uh, all he does is learn all day, every day. Like it's, it's his, his ability to consistently level up through, through just learning everything he can is probably, I've never seen anybody like it. Like it's, it's wild. It bleeds into all areas of his life. I mean, yeah. even his dog listens to podcasts when he's not at home. So <laughs> yeah. dog is smarter than half the population. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, you go in there is is great for your health. Yeah. No, it's it's amazing. And it's a great atmosphere. He's just built such a great team too. And he's going to be a guest as well. So look well, forward to that. that. Hell yeah. It's going to be really great. Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Of course. I'm excited. Yeah. And we'll do it in his new space. Yeah. There you awesome. go. Dope. But um, so I went in and as you know, a lot of times like Another unique thing about Tony's space is that it's not like your typical chiropractor where it's just you go in, you have your private session with your chiropractor. It's a revolving door. So everyone's kind of just walking in on your session, you know? Yeah. And you walked in on mine. Right. That's when – and I was kind of at that point where in my life, if I trusted someone and that person said, oh, this person's cool, I was like, okay, cool. They're cool. Right. So the fact that Tony said that you were cool, I was like, okay. Okay. He's cool. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember I was doing my bookstagram at the time. I was going to be a bookstagrammer and I yeah. told you to follow me. And you said, oh, so you're one of those people that, you know, if I follow you, you'll follow me. And I was like, <laughs> absolutely. And at the time you're like, okay, well, what are you going to be known for? And I was like, well, listen, one day I'm going to be famous. And you said, for what? And I said, for being awesome. <laughs> Which is true because that's what this podcast is about. There you go. So you see. Exactly. You were, you were right. It's called manifesting. There you go. Law of attraction and the secret. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that kind of started that. I followed you on Instagram. You did not follow me for months, but it's okay. <laughs> I don't even remember. I remember, um, but it's okay. And so what ended up happening was COVID happened and all the gym shut down. I was still seeing my trainer at the time at her garage. But I just felt like I had seen the way you trained online and you were doing more of your train with me, which was very unique because not only was it online training, but it was quite literally what you were doing at the gym because you had more time now. And so you were dipping into other areas of business. And so I had the idea of, well, since we already knew each other and since I was local, why don't you train me personally? I saw that you had somewhat value to add to my life. So I was like, let me ask. Because if you don't ask, the answer is no. Right. Always. I asked and the answer was no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be fair, you were in your busy season. Yeah. Like you couldn't say no, like permanently. You were just like, right now, I just don't have the capacity. Yeah. Which is fair. Yeah. And so continued on. And I was still following on Instagram. Your videos that you made about form and how to do different movements, which he still does. You should check out his page. We'll do all the links at the end of the video. 
were so helpful to me. And really, I saw a difference. And then I remember on one of your stories, he put, I'm looking for 20 non-athletes who want to change their life. And you really had only worked with athletes for the most part up until this point. And I'm definitely not an athlete. So I was like, this sounds like me. And I was the first person Uh, to reach out. You were. And and it started from there. It is. So what was crazy was this happened so organically because really it all started with like fitness, nutrition, just that kind of stuff. Yeah. But you are so – you're such a good coach because you're not just about like showing up at the gym and nutrition. You really want to understand your clients. And I know this firsthand because when I wasn't doing results, you would be like, okay, but let's understand why. Help me understand you. And then it just organically morphed. And it took time because I wasn't as trusting as he said. I was very closed off. Yeah. It took me time to open up to you. Um, We've been working together now for two years, and I think we're finally in a spot where if you say something, I do finally listen. (laughs) You you definitely apply it a lot quicker. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. And whether it's in the way that I said it or in a a similar way that makes, you know, more sense for the way that you do things. Mm you know, it's all been a it's all been a learning process. Yeah. For both of us. You know, there's literally like a little reel that I want to put right here for B-roll. <laughs> there's this like like adult male model with like a little kid walking down the runway and a little kid's crying. And someone put like the little text over it where it's like the universe walking me through my challenges. <laughs> and the little kid's just like bawling. And I feel like that's been our dynamic where it's like you tell me to do something because you know me now and you know what I need to do to get to my goals. And I'm always like, but, but why? <laughs> yeah, it's, well, you're you're hesitant to to, and most people are to get out of their own way, honestly, or or you know, being successful in anything, no matter what. Over time, it's all about showing up consistently. It's about consistent effort mm-hmm. and consistently focusing on the details. Yeah, and most people don't want to hear that. They want to be successful overnight. They want to lose thirty pounds in a week. They so want to make a million dollars by 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Say, so, well, none of that happens to 99.99999% of people. It's all about learning to be consistent in your effort, in your habits, in your details, creating routines. Like those are ways that anyone can instantly be more successful yep. if they mindfully approach those things. And it's hard to stay consistent with those, um, which is where like somebody like me working with you, like I'm able to hold your feet to the fire when you're not doing it or when you slide backwards maybe a little bit and we can talk about, okay, but not just like what, we know what the what is, you know what the what is. Okay, I stopped working out before work. That's why I've been missing workouts. We know what the what is, but let's get down to the why. Is it your sleep? You know, is there a relationship thing that's go that's keeping you up at night? Or are you are is your sleep poor quality and your and your cortisol levels are higher and you're not managing stress as well? You know, it's always getting to the why of every issue or every goal or every anything yeah. and then creating plans based off of that. Yeah. For sure. And uh, a movie, I've seen clips of it, but I've never watched it all the way through until literally just last week, but Coach Carter. Yeah. Great movie. Great movie. And I feel like I have such an appreciation for him as a coach because having you as a coach, I see so many parallels. 
And actually what was so like serendipitous is one of my favorite quotes. It was on my grandmother's piano. It's a, it's really a, it's a poem. It's an excerpt from this book called A Return to Love by Marianne Williamson. And I just want to read it for a moment because I think it's so powerful and everyone should hear it. And it's also a quote from the movie as well. So our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. Your playing small tides not serving the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's great. Especially that line about like, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Yeah, I've quite literally seen it. Um, even something as simple as I like to say that one of the things that I'm working on currently is having a resting smiling face. <laughs> yes, that has been a topic of conversation. Yeah, I know it sounds like so simple, but it's like it's literally changed my world. I mean, think about we always talk about the secret and law of attraction and energy and how like attracts like. If you want people to approach you smiling and in a happy manner, mm-hmm. you should have that on your face as they're approaching you. Right. Like it it's it sounds so simple, but a lot of people like don't think this way. Like yeah. a lot of people get angry at that they went to Kidoba or Chipotle or some type of place like that where it's kind of like assembly line food and the people aren't nice and whatever. If you walk up and you say, hey, man, how's your day going? Literally watch the difference in interaction. Watch the difference in how much food they give you too. That's actually what I think is like the funniest is, is that, you know, you're not doing it because of that. But when you realize, wow, like when I'm nicer up front, people are nicer back to me or more generous or anything, yeah. you know, and it just, it makes everybody's existence happier, you know? So it, it, it's not that you have, you know, resting bitch face or anything. No, but, I have resting sad face. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would say more like inquisitive face sometimes. Just like, hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's intimidating. And, and it can be. Yeah. Honestly, it can be. Because um, we're so, all self-conscious. Right. And so you're like, is that person judging me? Are they thinking about me? Right. But if you're mm-hmm. inviting and a smile and a warm handshake, hug, whatever it may be, it's the, it's crazy the difference in the way that people in all different areas of your life, whatever you're doing, the way that they interact with you. I think there's so much to like self-development. And I think part of our process was just getting to know each other the trust that we had to develop first because that's what happens between coach and client. You have to have the trust. You have to know the person you're coaching, which takes time. And then also it's like knowing the different pain points and then figuring out a game plan. But then there's also unlearning because there was a time period I feel like where we kind of weren't really growing because I had to unlearn. I knew what the problem was. I knew what the solution was. But I was still holding on to so many like old descriptions of like who I was, you know? Right. And just like your old habits and ways of doing things. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, I met you when you were how old? 25? 20? Yes. 25? 24, 25. When we started working together, 25, right? Like it took you 25 years. You You were the way you were the day of our first meeting because of what happened the last 25 years. Right. 
Like, I'm not saying I'm trying to change you at all, but we're just trying to elevate you and help you be your best you and reach whatever your goals are. Wanted to change. That's why I work with you. Right, right. But it's like habits and details that have been ingrained for 25 25 years. You've got to like, not you, everyone, like you've, you know, you got to realize, okay, like I can't just make the switch overnight. Right. You know, and that's where the one thing with you is we constantly go back to like, what is your why? What is your why? What is your why? Like you have to constantly remind yourself Mm -hmm. of whatever your why is and your why will probably be a moving target. It's going to always be adapting. Yeah. And your plan should then also always be adapting to what your why is. You right. don't do the same thing at 10 because your goals at 10 are going to be different than at 20. You know, so you're going to attack your goals at 20 a different way than at 10 because you're trying to hit a different target. You know, and that's just how your life has to look uh uh to to give yourself the most chance to be successful and happy. Yeah. It's it's just so crazy to think like how it all evolved. And I'm just so grateful too because I don't know if you knew this. I don't think I've ever told you this. But like a big part of like when we first started working out was I had this tremendous fear because I just felt so grateful and honored to be working with you. I knew how busy you were. I knew I wasn't your typical clientele. And I knew that you were the person who could help me. But I also knew that it was taking longer than maybe you would want it to. In my head, that was something I put on on me, I think. You know, but that's that's just uh, something that you put in your own head. But that's what I wanted to say with like, I'm just so grateful for like the same way in the movie, like Coach Carter, like really believes in those kids, yeah. you know, and he yeah. never gave up on them and right. he really pushed them in so many different ways. And sometimes it was through tough love and sometimes it was through like just real love, you know, right. Right. and there's knowing when to have the different approaches. Yeah. And like you always, you've had so much patience with me and you never gave up on me and you never were like, I can't work with you as a client anymore. And I was so afraid of that in the beginning. Yeah. yeah and you didn't need to be, you know, um, I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like, you're not my typical clientele, right? No. Like I usually work with pro and college athletes, you know? Yeah. And, and but for me, it, it was an exciting challenge. And, uh, you know, like I know, I just always look back and think about what did I do to be successful in hockey? Because I think sports teach so much about how to be successful in life. Mm -hmm. Like so many different little things that you learn through sports. And so I always think back and I, and I've been saying this a lot to a lot of like people I have these like confidence calls with, with pro and college athletes. And it's like, well, you didn't become a pro athlete when you were three or five or 13 18, even 21, you were a pro athlete. Mm-hmm. It took you to 24 to become a pro and 25 to get to the NHL. Yeah. So like, you know, then when they're retired and they just want to be successful at a new business when they're 40 that they've never done before, I'm like, dude, it took you 21 years to become a professional athlete or 24 years or whatever it was. You're not going to be the best you've ever been at this new thing in your life at age 40 out of the gate. It's going to take time. And it's, same for you. It's the same for me and my goals. It's the same for Murph. It's the same for anybody. Like the more you realize that you can't set a time limit on anything, but it's just like, I'm running towards my goal every day, trying to move the needle a little bit further, a little bit further. Yes. And, and there's that's how you so gotta much live. peace in yes. that. Like I, I feel like so many women specifically, I'm going to call y'all out. This is what's happening in the conversations that I'm having with friends of mine, whether they're new friends and acquaintances that I'm making or old friends that I've had, 
so many of us, maybe it's because like biologically as women, you know, we have like this clock in our head when we could have like babies and stuff. But so many women have like time clocks in their head about when they want to get into a relationship, to get married, to have children and where they want to be in their career, like all these things, right? And um, I was definitely one of them. I had a very specific time limit and that's part of why I was so closed off and stressed all the time. Yes. And you know what's so crazy? Because I was like that, I, I, I mean, obviously everything happens exactly when it's supposed to, but I really do believe that I pushed off a lot of the blessings and opportunities that I now currently have because I was just in such a whole, like desperate energy. Yeah. You know? 100%. And, you know, again, this goes back. I had two calls today. I have a call after this podcast with the player. I have two, three calls tomorrow with coaches. And it's like a lot of the same thing. When you focus only on the result, only on the result, all of these other things in your life are going to suffer. And you're going to do things when you only focus on the result that actually don't get you the result. It's focusing on the little tiny details yeah, day in and day out and, and really like elevating your details, elevating your habits, elevating those little things that wind up. You should judge yourself on a successful day on those things. Did I do the things that make me my best? Like the four things that make me successful, that make me happy. Did I do those? Not did I make a million dollars today? You're going to get there eventually if you do all these little things correctly for the rest of your life and you focus on these or whatever your goal is, right? You're going to get closer and closer and closer. And throughout that process, you'll learn, adapt, apply to get more efficient, more effective over time. But it takes time. But it's focusing on the little details that wind up moving the needle and not the result. And then that allows you to not have the pressure of when am I getting the cookie? When am I getting the result? When am I making a million? When am I, when am I going to be married? When am I, when am I, when am I, when am I? So now you're not out there just like focusing on being your best you, which winds up elevating you, which then attracts you to people who are also elevated or elevating themselves for business, for relationships, for Mm -hmm. everything. You know, we need to stop putting so much pressure on ourselves, but we need to focus on the daily details because that's what changed your life. That was one of the most impactful things that you taught me. It's hard to to like, it's not sexy. It's not what you see on social media. It's nobody shows this because like, it's not like you need to see this all Mm -hmm. the time. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's, so it's, so it's, nobody wants to hear this stuff. And so a lot of people don't want to do this, but like, this is how you get to whatever your goals are. But I will say that like, here's the other side of it. We're so focused on hearing about the end results, right? We see like an old couple and they're so romantic or we see like an older group of women or men and we're just like, ah, the end results. They're so happy, right? And it's like they wish that they were us. They were young, that they got to do it again. They get to be in the process and the unknown and the excitement of that, you know? And it's like the thing is, is we only have today quite literally don't have anything more than today. And that's what you taught me because I was that what happened was is I was a very unique case because unlike most people, when I want something, I go after it 110%. And I would be on this like crazy trajectory and and I I talk the talk and I walk the walk and everyone's like, she's destined for greatness, right? And then something would happen and all of a sudden I would just you abandoned ship. I would self-sabotage. Yep, a hundred percent. And it took us a really long time to like dissect that and figure out what it was. 
Well, we what I think was most impactful with you is we started like talking more about the the value and the importance for you in like daily self reflection. Mm-hmm. That because you had this cycle of I'm going a hundred at it and I'm killing it, and you're like you're on this trajectory. Where it's like I'm succeeding, I'm succeeding, I'm doing awesome. And then you hit one bump in the road and it wouldn't like kind of like go like this. It would be like one bump in the road, like straight wily coyote off the cliff. Like all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like, no, like like you're everybody's gonna fail. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna make mistakes. It's gonna happen all the time. And the sooner you realize that, okay, own your mistake, whatever it was. Own your fucking mistake. Be accountable. Be accountable because then you can dissect it, look at it from all angles and go, how can I get better from this mistake? And that's where when we put in this thing where we made it like, hey, if you ever feel yourself slipping, like if you feel like you're about to go off that cliff or you made a mistake and you're about to to do a negative action that we know is taking you further away from your goals, which ultimately when you do that once, it led you down that, that off the cliff path. Mm-hmm. How do we get to stop you in your tracks and find a way to shift your mindset being back to something positive? And we did a bunch of different things. You were wearing bracelets at different, you know, for mm-hmm. months at a time that meant something only to to you and I that that you knew what they meant. So when you'd look down, it remind you, hey, don't do that. Like, let's do this because this action gets me closer to my goals and journaling. And, you know, we've done it, you know, text me if you need me. Like we've done a whole bunch of different things. But I think that's been the most important thing. Um, I was actually texting with your mom recently. Um, she yeah, really, yeah. Guys, my mom texts Jeff all the time. He made the mistake of texting her on her birthday so that she has Not a number. mistake. What's up, mom? Love you. <laughs> she loves you too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time I was like, wait, do I hug her? Do I not hug her? I don't know what to do. I'm hugging her. And then literally <laughs> my mom was like, Jeff, me. <laughs> I didn't know the rules of the religion. I'm sorry. Um, I love your mom. Oh, but yeah, I was talking to her recently so via funny. text and I was saying that's one of the biggest things that I focus on with you is that everybody has a plan. And Mike Tyson said this, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it's great to have a plan, but you also got to know that that plan is going to get derailed a lot. So yeah. what do you do when you're confronted with a bump in the road or a punch in the face? Right. And how do you recollect yourself? Are you able to gather yourself? Are you able to stay on that course, even though you had that that bad thing or the dip or the punch and whatever it was, right? And so for me, that's one of the biggest things that that we have worked on with you that's helped. And that is something that we just need to continue working on moving forward. I'm the same way too, you know? It's I, a constant process. It's, it's an, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're the richest man in the world or the poorest man in the world. Like if you want to get better, you're going to have to go through the, it's a circle. It's just always a circle, you know? (laughs) You just keep going. (laughs) Yes. You got your reference. I I won't. You got it. But I'll say, like, I've said this on different episodes, but this is like a reoccurring theme for me where I just like, I'm one of the things that I'm falling in love with about getting older is, is that through my life experiences, I've seen the ups and downs. And so I have that framework to look back on to be like, okay, if I felt it wasn't the worst thing in the world, and this is how I felt, but this is how I felt when I was high. So there's more life experience to know that like, maybe we could, as you would always say, yeah, I have so many drawings in my journal of him being like, let's not do this. Let's make it smaller. (laughs) Do that. Yeah. 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 But it's, it's so cool. And so like, you know, I'm God willing, this will be like a coaching client relationship that will go on for like ever because it's really been so impactful to me like 
I mean, first of all, fitness and nutrition wise, like ever going, I'm still learning, I'm still applying, but it's been so great in terms of like other results in my life. Also, like in terms of financially, like second weekend, third weekend, I'm at my dream job. What? Got out of corporate? Got out of corporate. With a pay bump? With a pay And a massive title bump? And a massive title bump. I am now a senior graphic designer. Let's go. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, and I'm working in Kirkwood, and it's just like and it's a beautiful area. It's like a Hallmark movie. It literally is, and I love that we're meeting there now in it's downtown so Kirkwood. That's always fun. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting for me to to see it all over the last two years. Yeah, from the girl I met at our first meeting until you know this being your second week of your new dream job and yeah. you slaying it and just all these positive wins in your life. And I truly believe that this is just a philosophy I have for pretty much freaking everyone in, in life is that we've used a lot of things in the gym as metaphors in our talks. We've also like, you've also had to push yourself very hard physically. And there's days where you don't want to, but you know, you have to be accountable to me. And with the gym, when you Push yourself to do something you don't want to do because you're at not always going to want to do it at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. and showing up consistently and doing hard things often and, and pushing yourself to get better and which then makes you more mindful of going to bed earlier because you know you have to wake up early to get your workout in, to eat healthy. It just makes the, the things that you thought were hard in your business, in your personal life and whatever, and you're like... This isn't as hard as getting up at 4 a.m. for or 4.30 a.m. for eight months straight, never missing a day, making sure I get in my protein and doing this and this and pushing myself. Yeah. Jeff making me do these super hard challenges in the gym. Nothing in your workday is ever actually that hard. So it gives you this perspective to zoom out when you are, are faced with a task that seems hard for everybody and you're like... I don't know what I've already done this week, let alone this month. Yeah. Okay. This will be tough. It won't be as tough as the other shit I'm doing, you know? And so like, I think that's why the gym has this profound effect to have a very positive effect on the rest of people's lives. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's in any relationship, it takes two to tango, right? So it's like, you're a great coach. But I'm a great client. Yeah, yeah you are. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like just to give you an example of like a challenge that Jeff gave me that I just took and ran with was we knew like filters on social media were detrimental for everyone, but especially I think women. Because back in the day, early 2000s, it'd be like magazines, celebrities. Yeah, there was like the pressure, but it was like far away. Now with filters, it's everybody. It's your best friends. It's your parents. Like, you know, it's just, it's so hard because even though realistically we know that it's not reality, our brain forgets and that causes so much anxiety and and depression and just low self-worth, you know? I remember there was so many photos that I have where my cousin Ezra, who's like my brother, he uh, <laughs> he sent it to me, took a screenshot and zoomed into my face real close. And he was like, are you using a filter? And I was like, no, that's my face. What are you talking about? And at the top of the screen, it says the filter name. <laughs> you didn't even notice it said that. <laughs> Did it really? I mean, a lot of them do, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, this. This is like a real. This is a real thing. This is a real topic, and it took. It was not easy. This was not an easy topic. But no. like, you were, you were literally 
you were you would not put yourself on you wouldn't take a picture of yourself without filters you wouldn't yeah. put yourself on social media without filters and like if you dig down deep into that like okay like well let's talk about that like why you know and that's not an easy conversation to have with yourself and you know but but it's it's not an easy conversation to have with somebody else you know no. but we've had those conversations and and i mean i don't know like i haven't seen you you don't use filters anymore like you no i do backwards catfishing now <laughs> backwards catfishing you so heard it here the, first all the cool kids do <laughs> so basically here's what backwards catfishing is everyone understands this we all say we look better in person right so you see a video or a photo of me and then you meet me in person can i just pause for a moment and say, <laughs> also like he's helped my dating life too, which going into it, never would have thought that would have been something that right. you would have encouraged me in. Right. But like when I first was back on like, well, the first time really ever back on dating apps, um, I, my goal was to not put any filtered photos on my profile, which I didn't, which was so crazy. Was very hard for you back in the day. To the point where like this is to prove you what backwards catfishing is. I would show up on dates and then guys would be like, oh my gosh, you're so pretty. Just because I look so much better than my photos. Uh, there you go. Just saying. Which which honestly like- They were another, shocked. An well, also like think about the opposite. When you used to have these doctored fake filtered photos- They were so and bad. You, and then I you didn't even realize. Well, and then you would show up on a date and guys were probably like, dude, what the hell? Like, yeah, they like, did. It you was look really... way different than ever. Like, I thought your hair was brown because you using all these filters, you know, whatever, whatever yeah. you know, they're thinking. So, like, okay, well, maybe like your dates aren't going well, literally only because of that, you know? And, and so, no, it's true because zooming if you, out, because if you start off meeting someone on a lie, it doesn't matter if you're the most special person in the world. They're just like, right, right. Who are and, you? And that, you know, I think obviously. Digging deeper, it's obviously a way, way more uh, uh, in-depth topic. Talking about like why are you? Why does anyone feel like they have to put filters on everything? And like, what does that do to your self-worth? Insecurity. What, yeah. What is? Well, what does that do to just like your mindset? What does that do to so many? It's so, so bad for you when you dig into the psychology yeah. of that. Like, I, I don't think that those should be a thing. Like, it's, it's really bad. It's really so bad. Your challenge to me back in the day was to actually be off Instagram for a week. Yeah. And I took it. And that and was and that was it. also because like your time suck was crazy. My time suck and then watching other people's lives was also causing me a lot of issues. A lot of issues with insecurity yeah. and why am I not where they are and and the comparison game which is a made up thing, you know, Cuz no one's lives are real. Everybody's everybody's doing different things at different times and, and even if that moment was a moment of joy, it's just the moment they still are a full person like it right. doesn't show everything right right so i took that one week i ran with it and i was actually off of instagram and all socials for over a year unbelievable mm -hmm. uh, because you were on youtube and instagram for hours a day mm -hmm. hours a day which was affecting your sleep mm -hmm. which was affecting your workouts which was affecting your nutrition which was affecting your mindset big time with the comparison game mm -hmm. um it affected a lot and, you know, I'm somebody who uses Instagram every day in the opposite way, trying to affect people's lives positively. And I understand how it can be a positive benefit because that's how I use it in my own life every day. But that's not how it was, no matter what you thought it was being used for, like it was bringing you down in many ways. And as soon as you got off of it for that year, you went, 
Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was actually crazy. Yeah. I felt really great. Honestly, I never thought I would be back on, but got to do it for the podcast. Yeah. You know, it's just, you, but you're smarter about it. But when you did, when she did DM me last night at like 10 30 PM on a story about her doing the podcast with me tonight, I said, why the hell are you on Instagram at 10 30? And I, said, I wasn't happy about that. And I said an angel face. <laughs> 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 don't get sucked back in late at night but you still can even now i still see it happening like that's the thing like just because you've risen above a challenge you can't get in your head and think that you are better and that you can't keep yourself accountable like you will always for the rest of your life need to have moments where you have to really look yourself in the mirror and say listen i fell back and listen it's easier now because i've i've Got past it once, I can do it again. And it will be easier this time because I know how great it felt. And you just know now if I just lock back down into my habits and details that make me my best me, yeah. I'm instantly gonna get back to that successful pattern, successful living, happier life. And it's just it's and it's not easy. Everybody thinks happiness is just what you should be. No, no, you gotta work to be happy. You gotta earn happiness. You don't just like get to be happy. You don't just get to do nothing and be happy. It's not a thing. It's a privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you have to earn it. You can work. It's a job. You and it's also also at some level, it is partly a choice. It is partly a choice to see the world in a way that allows you to be happy and have a positive mindset. I could easily be upset with a million things a day, but I don't let myself after after one minute. RSF Relentless Solutions Focus, great book that helped me hone this in is I give myself a minute and then, okay, how can I immediately make this, this situation better Yeah, immediately right now, whether that's by an inch or by a mile, there's something I can do right now to flip this on its head and get just a little bit better. And when you start to think that way, literally everything changes. Yeah, It's not easy. It's, it's, it's practice and it's repetition and it's every day, you know, doing things and it sounds robotic. It's really not because doing these things and being able to snap out of a bad decision or you know, a downward fall quicker allows you to get back to being you and being healthy and being happy sooner. Yes. You know, just by locking down on some simple things. And it's worked with literally everybody I've ever worked with. Like when we, when, when they actually, when you do it, you know, and it's a lot, it's simple, but it's not easy. Yeah. You know, so you guys can see, like, it's so ironic because anyone who knows me knows that I enjoy going to a sports game. And the fact that I even said that, I thought, just shows you what I know about sports. <laughs> sports match. So much fun. Um, <laughs> I look good in the colors. But <laughs> but I just <laughs> never really been into sports. Um, my brothers tried. God bless them. But for me, what I've always loved, I do love watching sports movies. And I think part of it is because there's something about the story behind someone going after a goal with everything that they have. And so there is that irony that we work together because it's like, yes, I appreciate that you have that like pro athlete background, but like of anyone in the world, I'm the one who probably understands it the least, you know? But as you guys can see, just based on this conversation, the energy, the dynamic, the conversations that we've had, there's so much more even to athletes than just the game, right? The mentality, the conditioning that they have to do in their brain and in like their physique, like there's so much to it. And I really believe that even if you are not a pro athlete, everyone is an athlete, right? This yeah. life is your game. You well, need to train for it. 100%. I mean, I, I think that every kid should have to play a team sport. 
every single kid and it maybe it's probably should just be done through gym class you know um because there's so many metaphors that you can literally use to teach all of these positive things and and details and habits and and life lessons that you can just hide inside of sports and learning to be on a team learning not to just think for yourself like it's going never after ending. a goal giving your all dedication responsibility being on time just like all of these being a leader being a good follower like mm-hmm. there's so many different things and that's what happens in business and corporate culture and you know there's so Putting your putting everything on the line for one thing that you really want to do. Like, there's so many different different things that I learned through sports. If you are able to zoom out and see those lessons and how they can apply to literally everyone in every field, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know, and and I only think that I was able to to zoom out and see these things because I started my coaching career during my playing career mm-hmm. because I had 14 concussions um, after like my. It was probably like my 11th concussion, maybe. I decided to start playing over in Europe, um, overseas, because the game is a little bit less physical and you play less games and I could make, you know, the teams pay for your taxes and your agents. So I would wind up making more money because I wasn't in the NHL. Um, so so by, by being over there, I just like, I saw all of these different ways of living and like zooming out. And, and I had to learn lessons about the game that I think that maybe you don't learn if you're making $2 million a year, $10 million a year. Like you just, you just play the game. You're like at that high of a level. Mm-hmm. I like was using the game and then also coaching the game while I was playing the game and trying to make that a new career that I knew I would have to fall back on whenever my career did end over in Europe. Yeah. And so I had to like extrapolate these things that I was doing daily and how I could teach them to kids, you know, in, in a, in a easily digestible manner. And so I just think that then I learned, oh my God, like these things that I'm taking here and teaching here to the younger athletes, those go to my older athletes. Those go to the, to the, you know, millionaires uh, that I'm training during the hockey season when the guys are gone to to working with you, to working with anybody, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I just think sports are really important for, for youth because of that. Transitioning from what you're talking about, doing some research. I did do some sports research. Sports research. (laughs) Which was that like a lot of like children who do play hockey or any sport really, but specifically hockey, it's like the chances of them going pro, even if they're committed all the way through middle school, high school, whatever, and college, the chances of them going pro is like 0.11%. Oh yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. It's it's nothing. Yeah. And so that's what I wanted to ask you was like, Clearly, you were so dedicated and so into it, but like, what do you think it was about you that got you there? I I have a pretty big podcast that's in the hockey world. It's called the Hockey Think Tank Podcast. Um, And we had on a Hall of Famer years ago, probably like in our second year. So it's probably like two or three years ago. And he said a quote on there that also encapsulated like how I was able to make it as far as I did. Obviously, this guy's amazing, had a way better career than me. Um, but same, same, just different levels. He said, um, I wasn't the best skater. I wasn't the best shooter. I wasn't the best passer. I didn't have the highest hockey IQ, but I was the best at getting better every day. Mm. And that was something that allowed me to, you know, I wouldn't have even made it like out of St. Louis, but like I was obsessed with getting better. Um, I used the gym 
to really like get way better than everybody else. Because when I was playing at the beginning of my pro career, beginning of my college career, junior career, like only like 75% of guys took training seriously, but I took it like life or death, which allowed me to leapfrog like everybody. I kind of found like, oh, like not everybody's doing this yet. And I, I'll do it at a hundred percent every day, which gave me that leg up. Right. And so, um, I just had to work for it. Like every year, every single year I'd move up and I would be one of the worst players. And by the end of the year, I'd be one of the best players and then go to the next level, go to the next level, go to the next level. And that's just how I had to live. And, and all of those trials and tribulations and learning to push through doors that were closed on me. And I had to kick in a window and do whatever I could to get seen or noticed or make a team or get paid or get the next contract, whatever it was. I just allowed me to like put that mindset into my life now. Yeah. Post career, you know? So, for me, not not having a sick NHL career and you know making twenty million or fifty million or whatever, um, wound up being like the best thing ever. Honestly, you know that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. What's crazy also is like, you know, usually when you are pursuing a goal that hard, your main goal is success, right? That's what you're thinking about. It's definitely more on a personal level, even though, yeah, you want to be one of the team, but at the same time, it's like, in the end of the day, you are looking out for yourself. But I feel like you're in a place in your life right now, and you have been for the past 10 years or so since you've you know left your professional hockey career, where your whole brand is give more, be more. You're all about giving back. You're all about community. You're all about like building this world to be a better place, right? And so when do you think that transition happened where you went from being so internally focused to externally focused? Well, the second that I decided to retire from hockey, like I built up a pretty large business from the end of my third year when I started my company to the end of my 10th year professionally. So over those six off seasons, those six summers, I would come home and I would train and pros would pay to work out with me. It wasn't even training pro guys. They were, they were paying to work, do my workout next to me um, because I wasn't training people yet. And then as the summers went on, then I started to coach them actually. Um, but every summer my business would grow and grow and grow. And I had two clients the first year paying clients, not the pros who were just paying to work out with me, like paying me to coach them. Yeah. I had, I had two, I think it was, or three. And then it was like nine and, or something, and then 13, and then 33, and then 100, over 100, over 100. And the last year before I went over to uh, Austria, my last year, I trained over 300 players that summer. Whoa. Yeah, and that's after training me and pro guys from 6 to 9 a.m., uh, six days a week. Um, and I worked seven days a week to build my business. Uh, it was not easy at all. It was not easy to go into training camp in shape when I was working all day training other players to be in the best shape ever on top of already training myself and skating at the end of summer and all these things. Um, you know, none of, none of that was easy, but it all set me up to when I finished have all of my energy and all of my time be put into helping others reach their goals because my, 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 my goal was over. Like my goal, my whole life, be a professional hockey player. It's my, my whole goal. Everything that I did was to be a professional hockey player. And so the day that my career was over, it was like, okay, well, now my life is geared towards helping everybody else reach your goals. And it started with just hockey. And I've just realized that I love this. I have a passion for it. I'm very good at it. I love speaking to people. I love helping people elevate their lives. I love helping athletes elevate their, their game, their lives, everything, relationships. So this is just all I want to do. And 
I was sitting my first year being retired. I was with a first supplement company I was ever with. It was called Isogenics. They flew me out to uh, Arizona to go to this conference. Um, and my flight got canceled when everybody else left. There was like 5,000 people at this conference. Everybody's flights got out, mine didn't. So I was like the only person for the conference left at this downtown. I don't even know if it was Scottsdale or wherever we were. And uh, so I was just like walking around downtown, listening to music. Um, I found this like random little business park out in the middle of like the city. And inside this like business park was this like it was such a movie. It was like the the lights, the sun shined on it, rainbows shot out of people's asses. It was like you, right in the middle of this business park. Were you Beautiful. high? Uh, no, no, I wasn't. <laughs> uh, not at this time. <laughs> but it was, it was, it was this. Like I'm, I'm trying to be funny. It was, but it was this beautiful like ponds with like greenery and. and oh, it's true. Business parks are gorgeous. Was, I was just like, oh my god, and I, and like I just sat there and I just like listened to the the fountain and the water, and I was the only person in this thing, just like thinking, breathing, meditating. Like, what do I want out of my life? Like, where do I want to go with this? Thinking about, do I want to be with this supplement company? Do these people have the same goals as me? And I remember just sitting there for a couple of hours, just like thinking, like, where do I want my life to go? I need to decide like which direction I'm going to go. Cause I was only a couple months retired at this time. Yeah. Um, and obviously I knew I was into performance and that my business was already pretty good and big and stuff, but I was like, I want to have a bigger impact, uh, on the world, on people, on not just athletes and a bigger impact on athletes. And I, I don't, I don't I was like, I need to give more of myself. I need to give more of my time. I need to give more of my energy. I need to like go all in and just like throw myself into this. Like I did in my hockey career. And I don't know how I came up with that, but I was like, if I give more, I will be more. And I, I just like, was like, yeah, that's a cool, like I'm a big motto guy, as you know, writing stuff down notes everywhere. And I was just like, if I give more, I'll be more. And I was just give more, be more like, oh, that's easy to say. It's easy for me to remember. It's easy for me to say to myself when things get hard or trying or things like that. And I Googled a tattoo shop and I walked two miles to a tattoo shop, got it tattooed on me. And uh, a few months later, a clothing brand reached out to me and was like, we'd love to send you some give more, be more stuff. We love what that's what you stand for. Cause I started to put it on my Instagram, yeah. talk about it on my podcast. And then that turned into my clothing line that, you know, now has sold tens of thousands of dollars and, and is growing every year. And, um, it's a brand with an actual message and, you know, you have built this beautiful yes. logo. I did. My new company logo that I've been using for a couple months is in my turf is on your shirt is on my shirt. Like, you know, and that's just such a cool thing to come out of it that, you know, forever, you know, you're the one who redid my logo and I, Absolutely freaking love it. How the tables have turned. How the turntables have turned or something. Because I am your client, but you were my client when I did your logo. Yeah. Honestly, you were literally a dream client <laughs> because he quite literally drew what he wanted. And then he's like, I don't know, make it professional. And it was so easy. And then I just I added a little a little flair, a little flair, a little pizzazz, little made pizzazz. it meaner. And then you looked at it and you're like, this is perfect. Yeah. You did great. And it's yeah. like, but you were so helpful because your vision right. was so clear. Right. Um, we definitely are going to need to do another one. Round two. For sure. Because there's no way we're going to cover yeah. everything in just one episode. Yeah. But Come back for sure. I just wanted to say thank you so much. Yeah. 
I'm so grateful for you being here right now, sharing with the listeners, but also just on a personal level, like for everything you've done for me. You and I know what that is. They don't need to know everything. They don't need to know all my business. Um, But yeah, I just, I'm so grateful. I'm so excited that I got to have you on as a guest and people could have like a little taste of what it's like to have you as a coach. Um, unfortunately, y'all won't get to because <laughs> his time <laughs> well, is limited. I'm, I'm trying to to find ways to open up what you and I do to to, to more people. Yes, yeah. just to see, you know, and it's not me; it's you. It's you doing the work and and me holding you accountable, and, and we're coming up with plans together. But just like to see, like where your life has gone mm-hmm. from day one until now, like. The, the the bonuses, the promotions, the the things that that you earn at your old job, the opportunities, you know, the way that you live your life is is stronger, is more intentional, is is more to help others and also help yourself more, mm-hmm. and to see you going after things and starting this fucking podcast, which is also because like, of you. I mean, like like <laughs> it's just you're you're fucking living and you're going after things and you're making shit happen and mm-hmm. you're a happier person you're a more successful person and for me as as somebody who's been able to be in the, the shotgun riding and seeing it it's been really fucking cool and then to be be topping it off with us sitting on the logo that you created in my unbelievably beautiful brand new home gym that i just built it's stunning yeah well that's it that you know it's something that every time you see us in my instagram videos follow me at joe pavecchio you'll see them every time and 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 think about the work we've done so i appreciate you too thank you and so i have this tradition because really the whole point of my podcast is based on this hebrew quote which is hello made me call adam which means one who is wise is one who learns from everyone because everyone has a story everyone has something to teach and we have learned so much from you today but if we could just get one last little piece of wisdom if you could share either a favorite quote or life lesson that has impacted you well i think since you guys know especially throughout the podcast and seeing Mahama's logo that the life motto is GMBM, give more, be more. So I don't want to be, make it easy. So I'll give you my, uh, my second favorite quote. And this is hand painted in my gym. I used to wear this on a, like a dog tag necklace for like 10 years. Uh, life gives to the giver. Yes. The more you give, the more you help the world, the more it comes back to you. I believe in karma. I believe in the law of attraction. The better the energy you put out, the more good stuff you put out, the harder you do everything, the better you do everything, elevate yourself. Life gives to the giver. It'll come back. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been great. Okay. So you guys, we're going to put all of his contact information, um, but is there anything else that we can do to support you? I mean, you know, if anybody out there is is looking to elevate their fitness game, just follow my Instagram. You can check out my new website, gmbm.com. I'm actually, I just dropped it. It's it looks so good. Thank you. It's it took me, you know, it's supposed to take a couple of months. It took me a year. That's I'm normal. Not, you should yeah, know. Websites yeah, take a long time. Yeah, but I'm I'm really happy with it how it came out. I'm really happy how it's gonna allow me to interact with people who really want to work with me and set up a call mm-hmm. or set up a, you know anything, a workout plan or or buy my GMBM merch with Nakama's badass logo on it. It's on there. So GMBM.com or just go to my Instagram. And if you have any questions on anything I put up, I put up four to five videos a week every single week. I have for years. I will not stop. I love helping people train smarter and harder in the gym and in a way that won't get you injured and will help you to like live a healthier, happier life. If you have any questions on there, please do not hesitate to reach out. Please. Like I love 
meeting all these people that I get to talk to. He actually responds. Yeah. I don't, I try to answer every single DM. I get like a hundred plus a day now. So there are some that I miss, but I I, send it again. If I miss it, I literally try to answer every single DM. So, Mm -hmm. so any questions at all on that stuff? I'm your guy. I love to help. Yeah. As per usual, you could find the podcast on all the platforms, but the video is on Spotify and YouTube. Please subscribe and leave a five-star review and then also just positive comments. But please just share with a friend. That's all we ask. We want to grow the podcast and we're just excited. So if you have a story, DM me because you never know, you might be my next guest. So I hope you guys have a great week. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get it. Let's go.